All right, welcome to another episode of Aaron Calling. Oh. Quarantine day 40. <laughs> I think it's day 45 for us. 44, 45. Oh yeah, I think we're I think we're still we're a little bit ahead. I think we're on the full 60. Ooh. Yeah. I'm 60. I'm I can kick and stretch <laughs> and kick. Uh, uh, great times. Yeah, man. Um, so tonight we're going to zip through some uh, uh, recent purchases and then uh, we're going to we're going to I'm going to ask you a question about a band um, <laughs> and you're going to give me a 101 and then yeah. we'll see where, where it goes from there. Let's not wait till the water runs dry. So <laughs> let's just get right into it. All right. So you go first on your <laughs> buys and then okay. I'll try to zip through mine because mine's a chunk. All right, yeah, I got I got three that can be summed up real quick. Um, first two, uh, I got in one order from the fabulous Merge Records here in Durham, North Carolina. Um, just to obviously get some cool stuff, but also to help them out a little bit. Um, they're running the sale right now as well. Uh, there's like a 15% off code. Uh, you can use. Um, so I got kind of, as we talked about last week, uh, plugging in some holes in the old collection. I got Sugar's file under Easy Listening, um, the reissue, yep. which uh, I love. Um, Copper Blue is one of my favorite records of all time. Um, to be honest, back in the day when that came out, I was so into it that I think I just like, I, I knew that they put out other records. I heard other singles, but I didn't care about them nearly as much as I did Copper Blue because I loved it so much. Um, so I have I have only in the last probably six years owned even a CD copy of File Under Easy Listening. So nice. um, this was good to get and then listen to. It sounds head and shoulders better than every way i've ever heard it uh oh, the re the remastering i love that is, i love that band but they're all their recordings are awful yeah it's like it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's all a weird thing yeah it's a weird thing um i but putting this on i was like wow that sounds real real good um yeah so yeah i um i have a copy of that usually throw uh either your favorite thing or g angel into a uh, DJ set so yep um the other record I got in the same order was Caribou's Swim yeah. which is from 2010 when this came out I was on the road yeah with Trail of Dead they were playing a bunch of festivals either with us or around us or whatever um they were kind of the they were in their apex moment I feel like with that record um Never got to actually see them play as much as we played near each other. Um, but I watched a bazillion videos, got this record, wore it out um, uh, on the digital realms. And they just, uh, I guess, had just repressed this because it had sold out. Um, so I picked it up. It is, I didn't know it was a 45 RPM, uh, <laughs> which, which is always fun. When you're like, yeah. oh God, what has happened? Um, yeah. But understandable because of all the weird noises and everything that are on that record. Um, but it's a great, weird, psychedelic dance record. It's really good. Um, and then finally, in a weird turn of events, I posted something the other day about uh, Big Daddy Kane's Long Live the Kane. Um have it on cd and i was like man one day i'll own this on uh wax and then i was like you know what i feel like i've seen that somewhere near here uh there was a there's a place here called remix record boutique it's actually in raleigh it's i think it's somebody uh dion i think is his name uh who sells out of his house basically just through mm. instagram or whatever um and he just posts stuff all the time just like First one to comment gets it, blah, blah, blah. Um, I've never had, I've ordered a couple other things from him. 
um, never had a problem and super cool. Uh, and I just happened to look back through and like, sure enough, there it was. I was like, well, there you go. And, uh, hit him a little, hit him up. And, uh, he was like, yeah, man, still here. I was like, great. (laughs) (laughs) And so now I have it. It also is great. I probably listened to big daddy Kane's first two records more than any, uh, white kid in Northwestern Georgia (laughs) had ever done (laughs) growing up. And, uh, so it's nice to have that. I also have, I won on eBay just before the whole lockdown, uh, the second record. It's a Big Daddy thing. That's waiting for me at Carolina Soul if nice. and when I can ever get my mitts on it. So there you go. Those are mine. Now you have like 10 billion things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure how to approach it. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, it's, it's I'll ridiculous. I'll tell you the story. But... What happened is what what happened is on Thursday yeah. morning I was laying in bed like trying to get motivated and there's just a few things I always even though you're not supposed to check your phone first thing in the morning I very rarely check email right. I usually check like eBay see if I sold anything Facebook see if anything pops up interesting you know in my bank account see if I have any money <laughs> before <laughs> I even roll out of bed <laughs> right and uh, right so my Facebook algorithm on Facebook Market pretty much has me nailed so the first things that always pop up are always like yep okay but um so the first thing that came up was like a lot of like as in like this person selling artist lots lps and there was i just saw sunra and i was like huh so i checked it out and scanning through so it was like sunra tom waits um and then like a bunch of just like regular stuff for a lot of money like a bunch of like four Steely Dan's for way too much money, and like right. you know, uh, four like just very like typical records. But I was like, man, all those Sunrods are promos, and uh, so I hit them up, and I was like, hey, I'll take the the five Sunrods, four Tom Waits, and then I got these Steppenwolf records because I thought I could maybe sell those to help kind of yep. eat away at that. And so she's like, cool. So it was a five Sun Ross, four Tom Waits, and um, the Steppenwolf's for like 130, I think. So I said, great. Yep. So I was like, I'll come, I'll come meet you right there. So in that, I'll do that batch first. So that batch was the Sun Ross records were the Magic City, Jazz and Silhouette, Fate in a Pleasant Mood, Pathways to Unknown Worlds, and Bad and the Beautiful, and those were. Four out of the five were promo copies, which is kind of cool. They're all impulse yep. pressing, so they're not, you know, they're not like his unique, like crazy right. sought after presses, but right. that he released himself. And then the Tom Waits albums were Heart of Saturday Night, Small Change, Foreign Affairs, and Blue Valentine. Um, Ridiculous. The Steppenwolf albums are just whatever, like, and actually they're kind of too beat up. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to sell them but whatever she kind of threw them in at the last minute so right while i was there she was like oh we haven't posted more she was like but we're we got a whole other band in the room and she was like we don't know what we want to do like what we want to sell them for which ones we want to sell which ones we want to keep but you're happy to look through it just pull anything out you like and we'll figure it out so i was like okay so there's a huge <laughs> bin in the back and i probably pulled out another um let's see 30 records out of there and so she's grabbed i'm pulling them out she's grabbing them she's taking them to her boyfriend i assume he's pricing them sort of as we go and uh but i'm finding all kind of stuff in there and and i was like i don't know like i'm just gonna pull them all out and then just see so he, their pricing was really weird. Like he must have been, he's probably looking him up on like eBay or something. So right, like a bunch of ones I got. She about ten of them. She came back and she was like, okay, um, I think I got. She was like, these are all ten bucks. Like there was about twenty of them that were about ten bucks. I was like, okay, like, and it was really weird. So like some of them were probably not ten dollar records, and others were like, yeah, you know. Then they were charging like kind of all over the place, but. Anyway, I just said, like, look, I got, like, 250 bucks left in cash. It's yours, and I can take the I can take the rest of what I want. Because they were getting up into, like, a $300 range, and I was right. just like, I don't know. And she said, okay, fine. So this is this is what I got. All right. And here and we I'm go, kids. This, this may not be everything, because 
I'm just reading it off my Discogs page here, but right. I got great. These are the ones I kept for sure. Cause these are the ones I don't have. So <laughs> I kept the Sunrise. Obviously I'm keeping the Tom Waits. Yeah. Um, Grateful Dead blues for Allah. I did not have that. Oh, let me say. So before I go through all these, if you yep. average it out, I did the math in my car. So like if you average every single record and divide it by what I paid, they all out, they all average out to be about eight or nine dollars a record. So some of these are not eight or nine dollar records. And then some of them are definitely not eight or nine dollar records. If right. You know what I mean, so overpaid right. for some way underpaid for some. Um, right. I got the doors uh, self-titled album and also the soft parade because hate to say it, but every once in a while I'm like, you know what? I don't I wouldn't mind listening to the doors. And so now I can put it on. <laughs> I don't know that um, I've ever had that feeling. <laughs> I know a lot of people hate them, but I have this I don't know why. Once in a while. I don't know it's okay. Why. I got uh Axis Bold as Love by Jane I hate Hendrix you experience. <laughs> yes. Along with Electric Ladyland. Also hate you. <laughs> I got Neil Young's Time Fades Away, which is a live record. I didn't really know oh, that okay. until I listened to it. What year is that? Um 1973 huh yep all right on on reprise yes um two patty smith albums radio ethiopia which was a which is a white label promo copy which was kind of nice uh and then wave which i'm actually not very familiar with and haven't even listened to yet but i'm looking that is is wave after wave is 79 is that oh that's the one before she took the break and then came back right i'm not sure i think so i think it's radio ethiopia then wave and then nothing until easter i think i think yep i think uh let's see i got stevie nicks the wild heart so that i overpaid for that one but it's still fun to have it um david bowie's diamond dogs which i actually just sold that one today uh, because i had two copies of that one um credence clearwaters willie and the poor boys because i actually didn't have that one and i have a weird thing for credence yes alabama and me i guess yeah um uh shakti 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 with john mclaughlin a handful (laughs) of beauty uh probably most likely overpaid for that one but it's it's kind of fun the dog didn't enjoy it too much but right it's out there um john fahey the best of john fahey from 59 to 77 on Tacoma. That was a nice. promo copy as well. Nice. Um, what are your feelings on promos in general? Do you like them? Do you care? No, I don't I know care. some people are like, oh, I, I like, touch that. I like, well, let me explain why I like this next one. So Alice yeah. Cooper's Love It to yes. Death, which Holy was shit. the original straight, as in S-T-R-A-I-G-H-T records, Yep, distributed by Warner Brothers promo copy white label. So I like that one because the last time it sold on eBay (laughs) was for a (laughs) hundred dollars. I'm keeping that one, but um, I like that sometimes people overvalue them. um, If I'm right buying to sell them, that's exciting. But I'm not probably going to overpay if there is a promo copy for. 50 and a regular copy for 10 i'm gonna buy the 10 dollar copy all day long right right right. That, if that makes sense Absolutely. um uh, i got a various album the stacks vault review from uh volume two live in paris nice um nrbq's at yankee oh, wow. stadium that one's kind of fun mm-hmm. um I, oh okay um, so there was a really warped copy of, uh, the mothers of inventions, absolutely free. Yep. It's pretty beat up warped and the jacket's pretty gnarly. And I can't remember what she priced it at. And I, and I was like, you know what? Like it, it's, it's warped. I don't really buy warped records. And she yep. was like, okay, you can just have it. So I was like, all right, sweet. And it plays <laughs> fine. I played it yesterday. Of course. It plays great. Yeah. Um, and then also in there. And I'm going to have to go off memory here, but I sold them. But Pink Floyd's Animals, um, Genesis Lamb Lays Down on Broadway, um, Miles Davis, Live Evil, Grateful Dead's Wake of the Flood, and the double double LP Steal Your Face. Mm -hmm. And I pretty much sold all those except for Wake of the Flood. So I paid like 
well over $300, but I've already made like $100 back. And yep. the value of the Sunrise alone and the Alice Cooper are almost right. two two fifty. So it's like, yeah, it was. Good. I was like, yeah, this is kind of a no brainer. But like, um, some like I said, those Steppenwolf ones were pretty gnarly. So I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to sell those. But right. Um, but the ones I bought and want to keep, and even the ones I sold, like my friend texted me today. He's like, holy cow, this animals. It's from '77. It's a 77 press. You're like, this sounds amazing. I was like, I know. I was like, it's really, really great. So, <laughs> um, so, and I also bought my record doctor, my record doctor cleaning machine showed up this week. Yes. So this weekend and that thing, I mean, it was $300, but it is a game changer. Like, um, it takes, and it's going to be really great for like when I sell stuff, especially the stuff right. I find in a thrift store, because the big difference between like, a VG and a VG plus basically comes down to surface noise. And so for yep. me, it's like that thing takes all surface noise cause it's got a vacuum on it. So it just sucks yep. all that right out of there. And I, I'm going to be able to charge so much more across right. the board, just going from that to there. So I ran a few of those through, I spent all weekend, like cleaning them, like organizing them, <laughs> putting them in my discogs, figuring out which ones I had duplicate copies of selling those. So that was like my weekend, but, um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was funny. I posted it and like, well, I spent all morning putting the albums I was going to sell on eBay and then I posted on Instagram and everyone buys them right there. And I was like, oh man, I could have saved all that other time, you know, not right. doing that there. Right. But, uh, but even when I posted it, like, like Mike Grimes from Grimes hit me up and he's like, holy cow, what a haul. What did you pay? That's I awesome. Know. You got my favorite NRBQ <laughs> album. Like it was just kind of like perfect. So I was like, yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of totally worth it. So I, I was excited about it. Yeah. Nice. It's not every I think day. I went happens. through that much quicker than I, than I thought I would. No, no, you blew through it. Yeah. It's great. But I'll say this anytime I always get excited when I'm buying something from someone and they're like, we have some more. Cause I'm yeah, like, right. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, we got I actually had cash on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm like, Oh, oh okay. Right. You're hanging the carrot out there. So here we right. go. So like, ah. I kind of, it's funny because I, when you buy records and sell records, you have sort of like this. So when I was talking to them about the price, she, the guy said to me, he was like, listen, man, you know, cause they were like, you know, he was like, listen, man, like we really don't want to sell these to like resellers. Like we're telling them, no, like we really want people to love these. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. So he's yeah, like, right. so we're not pricing them low. And I was like, okay, fine. And so then when I bought them all, part of me was like, oh man, like I've just spent way too much money. But then when I kind of did the math on it, I was like, there's no way I'm buying Axis Bold of Love. 70s pressing or early 80s pressing um in that condition for less than 20 bucks do you know what i mean right. um right. and those sunras no, no way on those so i was like oh wait i actually did did okay you know what i mean yeah so. i mean i saw a copy of axis bowl is love at which is like my favorite hendrix record and i was like yes and i saw that at carolina soul and it was it may be a mid seventies, but it was like a beater. And I was just <laughs> like, yeah, I can't do it. And that thing was like, you know, 15, 18, yeah. something like that. I was yeah. like, so I just don't I, want to get I, this home I'm and listen to it. it like that. Yeah. I'm looking at, I found the, I found my, it's 1979. So like yeah. Discogs low price is 450, you know, medians 12. Right. And the highest it sold is like 25. So, you know, like, but again, you walk in a store, you're going to pay probably 20 bucks for it all day right. long. So, yep. Um, yeah. So, yep. That's, that's it in a nutshell. And then I, uh, for our next show, I'll be able to start going through the other massive amounts. Of <laughs> I got, I got a text today because I was dropping records off with friends that bought them. And I got yeah. a text from Emily today. It was like, you just received a whole lot of mail. And I was like, yeah, I figured as much. So uh, <laughs> all my birthday purchases are coming in now. So I'm uh, nice. looking forward to going through all those as well. So, Yes, from what I know that you got, it uh, it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 Okay, so we, uh, 
I sent you a text over yep. the. Uh, it was kind of late one night, I think. Yep. And I, I think my question was something along the lines of, um, wait, how did I phrase it again? Should I listen to King Crimson? <laughs> <laughs> I believe were your exact words. Should I listen to more King Crimson? I think that was, it may have been something along those lines. Yeah. And, and I was like, back emphatically all caps, yes. Yes. And then I was like, wait, we should not talk about this now. We should talk about this in the next right. call. Because you had also texted me, did you ever get into Dream Theater? Or did you ever <laughs> want to listen to Dream Theater? And I was like, what? <laughs> and I think emphatically, my answer was, nope. The Dream um, Theater one surprised me a little bit. I thought that might be one of those weird outlier Ford bands that you were like, nope. listen, man, there's one record. And, <laughs> right. And I don't know. And I, I think right. it's because I was watching that Rush documentary. And there's <laughs> when they're when you get sort of wrapped up in everybody that likes Rush. Right. Like, oh, man, they like Rush. They're probably good. And I think right. I had a Dream Theater CD like junior high because i think sure. i got it through like columbia house because you know you read the little three yep. sentence thing and they put the little stamp on there and mail it back and then it arrived and then i was like yep wait what yeah. and then i think i was saying like but i'm oh i'm also reading the expanse book series which is like uh, this, it's a it's a space opera and i'm like yep. space operas and rock operas right and then i'm like but I can never ever really get into rock opera type stuff. Right. So that most sort of us of can't. Dream theater. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> but so those were the two the two out of the blue texts that you got yes. this week. <laughs> yes. So dream theater. I literally I was like, all right, I need to do my due diligence. <laughs> <clears throat> and I listened again to like oh, a song. I'm jealous because like, I meant and, to go back and do that. And I was like. Still nope. Like still, <laughs> still no. Because, because it's sort of like, to me, they land in a world of prog rock that is like now. I guess now it's termed prog metal, and yeah. it's like more like like they and Queensrÿche are sort of like in a world. So do like, you hate Queensrÿche too? I don't. <laughs> I was that was gonna actually follow this whole thing up with what about Queens, right? Really? I don't know why. Yeah, it was so good. I just so thought good. of it while we were talking. It's so good. Um, I don't love them. <laughs> I don't either. You know what I mean? I know like, like two songs. I know like Operation Mindcrime and right. uh, whatever the lullaby song was or whatever. And what about the what? What's the what's the, the uh, something city woman, fat city woman or whatever? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That one, I, I kind of dig that one. That's the only one. I'll okay. give them that one. But like Silent Lucidity or whatever, like get out of here. Go. You got to go. <laughs> okay. um, so, But back to Dream Theater. Back to Dream Theater. <laughs> this is uh, the most ridiculous conversation we've had. <laughs> Dream Theater just like, I don't know, man. They just, they, they seemed like the antithesis of everything that I liked about all of the things that they did. Like... All, all the other bands that they pulled from, I liked. But then, like, them putting it all together, I was like, yeah, no, I don't know. This sounds exactly like what it is. It's a bunch of music school dudes who put a band together while they're in music school, which is exactly what they did. And you got signed because you can play your, your butts off, which is true. You can play till the cows come home. You, you know, whatever. That dude's got some ridiculous octave range, I'm sure. He can sing like the angels, but like, I, I don't want to hear that <laughs> on most, most every day. So oh, that's great. All right. I can well, that, skip dream. That clean stream. All right. Well, I'm still going to go back. There's one album that I remember having. And I, again, I didn't get into it at the time, but I'm wondering why I didn't. So I'm going to wonder go if back it's the first it one. If it's, it. it might be the it's first like one. It's like a blue cover. And... It has like oh, a blue no. cover. Okay. I don't know that one. I think. Yeah, I listen. It's to also it. like when I ordered one time. I ordered a. Um, I'm gonna just go off here for a second, but one time I ordered, <laughs> I ordered a fish CD, um, from Columbia House because again yeah, I was like, did. well, I get you know you got like so many and it was like, well, I right. don't know, you know, like so. Right. Uh, um, 
I'm looking for Dream Theater now. No, I think it was was it Image and Words? Maybe that's or something? the one I was listening to. Ninety two, I think. Yeah, is when that came out. yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I'm looking that up. <laughs> I almost don't want to listen to it because it's gonna mess up my. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you're gonna. Be it's like, gonna oh. mess up. Yeah, it's gonna mess everything up on my um on my yeah. algorithms. <laughs> I'm gonna start getting all this like <laughs> hair metal, <laughs> right? Not hair metal, like prog metal super prog metal world like no that's not me it's not me okay back to my fish story yeah so i got um this was like in my real alternative days you know what i mean so yes uh so this would have been 93 um so i got fish's rift rift i knew it i I knew it i listened to it and i was like (laughs) this is the dumbest thing i've ever heard you get that song where it's like, I'd like to cut your head off yes. so I can weigh it. What do yep. you say? Nine pounds or whatever. And I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not even like prime is dumb. It's just dumb. Right. And right. that pretty much solidified my hatred for them. Yeah. Until more recent years where I softened on them some. Um, right. Mostly out of appreciation for other people's love of them. And also just general musicianship because that doesn't exist in today's world. Right. Um, but anyway, so yeah, right. so yeah, that that's uh, that's my Colum- my two Columbia House nightmare stories for the night. <laughs> uh, yep. To- uh, total subplot on the uh, on the uh, conversation piece there. I apologize. Correct. No, no, you're good. You're good. So then to tackle the second question, which was, should I listen to more King Crimson? <laughs> and I said, can I ask you? Can I tell you why I ask you this? Yes, quick? please. Please. So I found while organizing that I own Beat, the LP. Oh, wow. Well, first yeah. off, if you don't like it, I will buy it from you. Okay. okay. First <laughs> off. Well, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think I need to keep it because I'm supposed to like right. them. <laughs> well, that's a rough one to start with. So we'll, no, get, I know. we'll get there. We'll get okay. there. So, all right. So first off, I, so for a band like Crimson, uh, I would say I I have a system for things like this because I did I did the same thing with like Susie and the Banshees like I came in like late to the party of course they're already gone as a band but it's like they have this kind of like 12 13 record whatever run and you're like uh and they change members and you like you read all this stuff it's like they changed their sound completely and this happened and this happened it's like well I know about Kiss Them from me but I don't know about this other stuff and like what does it sound like and oh god like so what i did with them was i would get like an early record and like a later record and then like kind of like work my way to the yeah. middle like the meeting like a, point like a sandwich sort of <laughs> yes yes a susie and banshee sandwich and sort of i sort of did the same thing with king crimson well, I did a, I did a bunch of reading up and like everybody was saying like, you know, the earlier stuff is like more psychedelic y and then they go through this weird, like super like pastoral jazzy thing. And then I kept reading all this stuff about uh the records Red and Discipline. Yeah. And mainly a lot of the touchstones were that like if you like anything at all I actually had this conversation with uh danny from tool once but uh if you like anything at all about tool you need to know those two records okay (laughs) because those two records are the ones i should interject and say that i do actually own a cd copy of discipline great but i haven't listened to it in years that's okay it's okay it's still there it's good the music (laughs) is still on it don't worry I just got to go um, dig it out of the boxes in the garage. Right, right, right. Um, so, quickly, uh, the reason those two are important is because Fripp is, <clears throat> as much as I love him, I think he would probably agree, if you ever heard this, that he's not probably the easiest person to get along with in a band setting, it seems uh-huh. like. Okay. And so, he broke up, like, it's literally like they were a band put out a record, put out another record before the second record came out. It was like, they're already broken up. They took some time. Then he like forms it again, kind of, and then makes another record and then breaks it up then takes another break. And then blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> they make like a giant 
version of King Crimson, and then they make the tiny version of King Crimson. So by the time they get to Red, it is a trio. Right. By, yeah. by all accounts. It is which feels sexier. Yes. It is Fripp, Bill Bruford, who played drums in Yes and left Yes because he thought Yes was like too happy, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and uh John Wetton, who is the bass player and singer and also became the bass player and singer in Asia. <laughs> Such a connection. Uh so um that record red came out in 74 and it is a stunner like it is like like from from go it is like yes give it to me like it's kind of it's kind of mathy like you see where all the people after yeah who love everything got it you're like oh yep there it is like almost instantly you're like yep there's all that all that stuff like it it influenced you know, it influenced uh, Chicago stuff in the 90s. It influenced, you know. Not the band Chicago. No, probably not the band <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> Although, Especially maybe, in the 90s. <laughs> maybe, who knows? Um, maybe it told them, maybe it inspired them about what not to do. I just wanted that? to clarify. Just yes. To clarify. So, 74. Like tortoise type. Uh, type yes, thing. like tortoise. Yeah. Even like. Like like Louisville bands like Rodan and Slint yeah. probably have yeah. a little bit of this kind of thing like like in there. It's it's it it's like in the DNA. It's not like an outward like. Well, Rodan maybe is a little bit more outward, but like yeah. it's not it's not like they're ripping them off. It's just like you can tell that like there's a little bit of that like mystery going on in there. Um, so then in eight, so the, after seventy. For after Red, almost immediately he broke up the band again. <laughs> there you go. And for the next like eight years is when he did like all that. He did. He played with Peter Gabriel. He did the Daryl Hall records. He yeah. played guitar with uh, Talking Heads and Bowie. Was in New York a lot. He meets Adrian Ballou, um, who was also in Talking Heads. Is just leaving the Talking Heads. And he, they like strike up a friendship and get the band back together, but aren't going to call it Crimson at first, but then decide to do that. They were actually going to call the band Discipline and then Ah, called it King Crimson. In 81, they put out Discipline, which is like uh, the most of a shift, probably. I mean, that's arguable, but the most of a shift that that band has had. And it's like, because it's like production techniques are different and weird. And like, it's, it's a full on eighties production. Um, Baloo has obviously taken a lot as has Fripp from like all his time in the studio with, or on the road with talking heads and all this stuff. There's all that post-punk sort of energy shoved into it. Um, there's like weird electronic percussion and things like Bruford is doing Bruford's back and is doing like weird stuff. And he's got like a half electronic, half acoustic drum kit. And like Tony Levin, the bass player is a guy who played famously with uh, Gabriel, Peter Gabriel uh, during like, so and all that like era plays this like crazy Chapman stick thing. Anyways, uh, it is like it's awesome, but and it's more of a to me, like when you hear that, you're like, oh, that's more like tool because yeah, they're playing in seven and they're playing all these weird times, and like all the guitar stuff is like very interlocked, and it's all this all that stuff is like yep. in there. Um, it is a little weird, I mean, it's all a little weird, but it's weird in the sense that like Adrian Ballou is a strange, is a strange like vocal style. So it's like, it's the first time you hear it. You're like, I don't know about this. (laughs) Um, But upon further investigation, like you're like, yeah, there's pretty much nobody else that could have kind of done that. Maybe like David Byrne could have done that, but like not really, 
even that's a that's totally a that's totally a thing that somebody had to do. Um, so they made three records, one of which is Beat, <clears throat> which I think is yeah, it was Discipline Beat, and then three of a perfect pair are the is are the like that's the trilogy of that band, and then he broke it up again. So that's why I say Beat may not be the one you want to jump in with because it's like at that point they were already starting to like decide they didn't want to do it anymore. Gotcha. <laughs> um, I think that record is divided into like it's either that one or the next one that's like divided. Like one half of it is pop, like pop songwriting, and then the other half is yeah. more like experimental weird stuff. So it's also that. Also, if you ever see a copy of In the Court of the Crimson King, um, you should just That's get like it. the old man record. Yeah, it's the one with a dude on the front like it's, screaming. No, I mean, it's like the boomer record. It's like the Absolutely. stereotypical, it's yes. like the dark side of the moon. It's like, right. uh, it's like, oh, I've, I've reached peak, uh, <laughs> I've reached peak final guy. <laughs> right. <I> just <laughs> right. <laughs> Like if you see it, and that, it's in that, any kind of shape. That, that and that Emerson Lake and Palmer album with the the <laughs> right. aliens looking cover or whatever. Yes. It's like, oh yes. god, all right. <laughs> Brain salad surgery or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you if you see in the court of Crimson King, yes, it is that record, but it is that record for a reason because it's that good. Like, yeah, it it is that record that like. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even realize this until the last like probably four or five years, but I was just like, I listened to it just one time and was like, Oh my God, this is like what all of the other bands were trying to like get to like at a point, like even like, you know, even like Pink Floyd, quite honestly, I know this is arguable and all, all Pink Floyd lovers will hate me for saying this, but like, (laughs) They didn't like, as far as like progressiveness, quote unquote, goes, like they were not pushing those boundaries like King Crimson did, but still did in a way that you can like bob your head to. Like, it's, it's weird. It's, and half of that record is like crazy, like, you know, long drawn out, like instrumental arrangements and stuff, but like the, like the first song 21st century schizoid man or whatever is like good lord that is like somebody dropped a bomb you know (laughs) especially at the time it's like 69 it's like what like the first zeppelin record came out the same year but like this thing is like it's almost like our first episode when i should have i should have asked what would have happened if king crimson and led zeppelin was switched (laughs) instead of black sabbath because like it's almost an easier flip because it's like Zeppelin was sort of trying to be progressive, but like they just couldn't, they didn't, they didn't go all the way there. (laughs) They like, they like mentioned the gnomes and elves and stuff, but like you kind of believed that Robert Fripp and co were like living with gnomes and elves. (laughs) You're like, yeah, you guys like actually believe that they're like hanging out in your house and stuff. <laughs> but uh yeah, so for my money. Yeah. I red, knew the answer. It's just sort of uh like red uh, and discipline are like the a, I always forget ones. to spend time with it. And you don't I at least I don't. I don't see their albums much uh in no, stores. You don't because I feel like the people that people that do get them because they know they're like, yes, I want that. Like, it's sort of like the Hendrix stuff. Like Hendrix stuff is out there, but it's like either it is like, it looks like somebody like clean their floor with it or, mm-hmm. or somebody has it at their house and they're not ever giving it up. Like, yeah. they're just like, Nope, that's my, that's my dream. You know? Um, yeah. But yeah. So I have never seen, I've, I mean, not that I've been doing this record hunting thing for like, a thousand years but i have yeah. never seen i've seen a copy of discipline once and it literally looked like somebody hit it with steel wool um yeah. i have seen zero copies of red ever 
Like, yeah, because I would, I would have that one. I would buy that one in a second. Like, yeah, because it's it's really good. I mean, I have the remastered. It's like remastered versions that are on CD that I got, but and they're really great. They sound great, but it'd be nice to have an OG or close to it. They've also like reissued them all within the last year, I think. Yeah, which is probably the way to go. Yeah, on stuff like that, because you're not going to get a super beat up copy, you know, you're going to get one that sounds right. pretty good. I mean, you still have to, you know, the long and short of it is you still have to deal with like, uh, I mean, I think Red has, yeah, the last song is like 12 minutes long. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, that's kind of their thing. But like the. You know, everything's still longer, but it's much shorter than it was. And on discipline, it's even shorter than that. It's like most everything is like pretty toned down. But discipline kind of, uh, it kind of gains a little traction because of the things that are coming out around it. It sort of shares some DNA with like Remain in Light or that Daryl Hall record or even Fripp's solo records. Like, if you if you have a foot in any of that stuff, it's like easier to be like, oh okay, yeah, I understand why they were making this crazy guitar sounds and stuff because yep. that's just what they were doing, you know. So those those were my two my two questions to you. You only yep. asked me one. I did. I asked you one, and it is the most important question I've ever asked you. <laughs> I asked you, <laughs> what is your favorite? Boys to Men song, and then I said go. <laughs> Do you remember what I replied with? I believe you said one sweet day, but I think that's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, which, okay, this is which fair. is I don't. But think I think cheating. I said, I think I said, that's the one that's. <laughs> that's I'm obsessed with right that right now. now or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You did say that. You gave me you gave me a little caveat there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean that's a damn fine song, I'll be honest. So, like that is a really good song. Let's talk about Boys to Men for a minute because I've okay. got a few a few things yep. I'd like to point out here. Please Number do. one. <laughs> this is gonna be so good. All right. That was the greatest segue ever, by the way. Yeah, right. I know. That's what we're here for. (laughs) So it's the early 90s, and you're about to name your band, and you had no idea that someday (laughs) people are going to have to type your name in to a service in order to be able to find how to listen to it. No, 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 no. We don't care about that. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to spell it (laughs) B-O-Y-Z space... Roman numeral <laughs> I I space men. Therefore, making it nearly impossible for right. anybody looking them up on Spotify right. or iTunes to ever easily find boys to men. The two Correct. eyes don't really throw me for the loop. It's the Z every time. It's not forget about the Z. And I can never find them. Oh, that's so good. What? Like that's the stupid <laughs> stuff. Nobody. I mean, how could you think of that? But now it's like, right? It's a thing. Okay. In the future, now. the music will come out of your computer, but okay. you'll have to tell the computer what music you want to listen to. Right. It's not Secondly, yep. I'm dying <laughs> to know why, because this is really my my jam. Okay. I was obsessed with Cooley High Harmony. As an album. <laughs> You're dying to know why you were? No, no, no. I'm dying to know why it is not available on streaming services. Oh. It is, yeah. It's not on uh, uh, it's not on iTunes. Apple oh, music. I think it's on Spotify. I think it is on Spotify. I'm looking only right because now. at work I had to look it up for our cause I was like this is why this came up because at work the other day, because we've been working through all the lockdown mess. Sometimes you need a little breather um, because we've been getting smashed. And uh, so I was like, I, I started humming my personal favorite Boyz II Men song, which we'll get to in a moment. It I've is already on alluded, there. 
I've already alluded to it. But oh wait, you know what? Did it you just type this there, in wrong? But too? I wonder if no, I, I actually knew how to type it this time. <laughs> I wonder if Apple does that dumb thing where they put it as like a compilation or like a. Oh yeah, yeah, right. that's what it is. It's like yep, because there's so yeah, many there features it on the it. bonus track version. Yeah, there you go. Also, Which includes Al Final del Camino, <laughs> <laughs> the Spanish version of End of the Road. I need to oh, listen to God. that. That sounds great. Oh. Okay, okay. Um, so, can I tell you the song that I found absolutely fascinating when yes. I was listening to this in 1991? Which yes, would have been like, it's so. What's so weird is like, do you think about this? <laughs> This album came out in April on April 30th of 1991, and I was obsessed with it. And then Nevermind comes out in like September, and I completely changed my right. entire. I'm like, I no longer listen to that. I I got I don't listen to any more of that stuff. Right. I am now officially like alternative and grunge. Also, <laughs> also weird? we are what 30 almost exactly 30 years now talking yeah. about it again. <laughs> <laughs> that How does doesn't that happen? Say a lot about us as two no. human individuals. No, it doesn't. <laughs> okay. So the song. <laughs> Do you remember track four? It was uh, ah, ooh, ah. It was so like dirty. <laughs> oh. I don't know if uh, I, I remember I, here. I Oh, you should go back and listen to it. Play it tomorrow at the bagel shop because everyone will feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> right. Well, we did play the, after I asked you that, uh, we did play, because uh, uh, Zach, uh, owner Zach, was like, man, I had this. He's like, I, when I was driving back and forth from, he went to school in Pittsburgh and worked, I think, in New York. And he was like, he would like drive back and forth a lot. And uh, he was like, I would play this. Uh, they had this like covers uh, album called like yeah. the Throwback or something like that. <laughs> and uh, it was like, I mean, they're doing like Al Green and Marvin Gaye, Teddy Pendergrass, like all all the things that you would expect. But like, they would get like a hot producer of the moment to do each of them, and. Uh, it is, uh, like they do, uh, whip it, but little John did the production <laughs> on whip it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, funny. it's so terrible. Like we were listening. I was like, wow, this is bad. He's like, yeah, <laughs> this is not nearly holding up as well as I thought it was. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. So wait, what's um, your song? My, I think, I think my song is, uh, Water runs dry. <laughs> I think that's, that's my fair. jam. But that's I also do, I also really like uh, bended knee. On so basically, knee. I right. can I can't really uh, as a wedding DJ for two or three years right. of previously in my life. I cannot know if I can ever hear that song again. <laughs> right, which which firmly places me in uh, the category of. Boys to Men 2 is the record. Yeah. Because both those yeah, songs are two. on there. Um, which is like. The, Literally, they were like, what can we name this album? It's the second <laughs> album. Let's name right. it 2, but put it as Roman numerals right. so that therefore no one will be able to spell out <laughs> Boys to Men 2. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's like the Dead Sea Scrolls of R&B. Uh, <laughs> How do you type this thing? I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> Drop the phone. I was laughing so hard. The Dead Sea Scrolls of R and B. Oh, I found it. It's B O Y Z. I I M E N. I I. Uh, it's like Morse code. Yeah. Oh, you mean Boys to Men too? Right. Got it. Okay. So, so yeah, those those are my jams. Okay, so have you ever, have you ever like seen an artist, and you're like, I mean, you know, like that guy's got to be running out of money, right? <laughs> like, you know, he hasn't done anything <laughs> ever. <laughs> like, right? Like, he hasn't been popular in like 
however many years and you're like whatever like how how does somebody like that exist okay right so, yes yes right. guess who wrote <laughs> i'll make love to you and your jam water runs dry 100 percent writer richard nobody marks. else wrote it with him huh richard marks that's actually a good guess uh I know he was the NSYNC guy. He wrote a lot of NSYNC songs. I knew that. But so this was, and this is, I swear to you, like when I see him, I'm like, oh, how does that guy have any money? Right. Babyface. Wow. Right? Wow. Like those were the two that, okay. Because that album is like, thank you all around the world. You know, vibin', I sit away, Jezebel, uh, trying times. And then I'll make love to you. On Bended Knee and Water Runs Dry, which were really like the big songs. I love so that he those wrote three two were of the like biggest the ones. Boom, boom, boom. Like on the record, those are like in a row. Just well, like... okay, there's actually one in between 50 okay. candles. Sorry. Sorry, that's right. Yep. So it goes, right. I'll, I'll make love to you on Bended Knee. They should have put on Bended Knee and then I'll make love to you. That's the Christian way Correct. to do it. But... <laughs> Correct. Correct. Uh, yeah. Which, also, also, too, that album ends with a cover of The Beatles Yesterday, which is weird. Yes. So uh, Paul and John were like, whoa, 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 where, where's this Morse code money coming from? <laughs> right. Uh, also, uh, On Bended Knee, definitely, there's more than a casual nod to uh, Janet Jackson's uh, Come Back to Me. Right. Like, well, it's produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Is it? I didn't yeah. look it up, and I meant to, and that's why. I'm looking Which at it right also yep. is... Is I think we covered this in the Janet Jackson episode, but the song <laughs> "Human" is the song "Human" by Human League, also by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis production. Go. So they is, just had like one one trick pony that it's kept. Yeah, it's basically it. the same track they used for "Come Back to Me," and then they just like tweaked it and used it again for "Boys to Men." Yeah. <laughs> it's so fabulous. Okay. <laughs> So your only assignment from this um, ridiculous conversation that we have is to yes. go and, um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> you have to make you and Stacy both have to listen to uh, uh, off of uh, <laughs> Cooley High Harmony and try okay. not to blush while you're listening to it. Fair. That's, your that's only, fair. Uh, that's, that's your only. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. And I think we, so I think I remember we, uh, skipping it every time we, we were listening to it in the car. I'm like, oh, I gotta skip that one. <laughs> Mom's not gonna, be and okay I want to listen to this. I want to listen to the Spanish version of End of the Road. Our good yes. mutual friend, um, uh, Ryan Burleson used to always throw I'll Make Love to You on in his uh, kind of home party, you know, yes, living room dance parties. And that was always a, a fun sing along. Yep. So, yep. But um, End of the Road was kind of ruined because that was, like, everyone's senior song. You know what I mean? Like, at high right. school. Like, that's right. when it was like, oh, man. It's like when you go to prom and you hear, you know, Wonderful Tonight. And you're like, oh, where's the gun? <laughs> <laughs> Where you go they to prom and hear? four times at my prom. It's uh, like, come what on. The, what's the other one? Lady in Red? Yeah, that's yeah. one. Oh, it's like, come on, guys. Like, yeah. don't we have any other songs? There's no other slow songs. Can't you play uh uh? <laughs> <laughs> so I also gave uh, we also branched out here, and I asked Emily what her song was. Oh yeah, and I think she picked "Into the Road." I'm pretty I think sure she did too. And yep. my my son Ozzy, two and a half, two and three quarters now. I think he reacted the most to uh, "Into the Road" as well. Yeah. And then I think uh, Hayden answered with uh, All My Life by Casey and JoJo. Yeah. <laughs> Which I reminded everyone at the dinner table during this conversation that I have a promo 45 of that song. I found so it good. That's so good. <laughs> I found two copies. I sold one for like 20 bucks or something. Of course I you was did. Like that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Casey Jojo's going for a lot. Somebody's throwing right. that on in a DJ set. Heck yeah. I think I told Emily, I was like, I love that boy. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that he, think... he said that was like, yep, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one. They were both they were both <clears throat> generally confused about uh, the boys to men uh, scenario. I don't 
really think they are following along with that. But well, I will say though that like 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 let's say that I'm at like a college basketball game or something, you know what I mean? Right. And like they're getting everybody hype. And I guess this still happens in 2020. I don't know. But like if somebody were to throw on Motown Philly, like I'm in. I'm like, yeah, my dad. Right. Like I know all the words. It's right. Stupid. I know right. all the words. Well, I mean, honestly, I and mean, this is the, I guess this is where we get into our serious musical conversation. I mean, what sort of, for like, so your boys are 16, right? Yeah. I mean, R&B for them is a completely different world mm-hmm. than R&B was for, say, us mm-hmm. growing up. Uh, I'm sure it'll be even more different when Ozzy, who's two and a little bit now, uh, is, you know, as old as your boys are. Like, it's like a different thing. Like, like now R&B is like The weekend, which is like, talk about blushing. It's like, sometimes I'm like, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, but also, like, um, I think for 16-year-olds going forward, like, I don't really think they think of genres. Do you know what I mean? Like, they definitely Correct. think of, like, they definitely like to make fun of, like, country music. But, like, right. um, and, but there's, like, you, you, they don't listen to rap. Like, you know, it's, like, there's, like, all these different right. sort of subgenres of hip-hop. And then there's, like... You know, and then like they don't really listen. Nobody listens to rock music anymore. You know what I mean? So right. like, that's kind of dead. So it's like really those archaic labels of like R and B, rock, country. Like those are like you almost don't want to be under those. Like for younger kids, like you almost right. want to be like that female artist, like her, which is kind of like right. a neo soul kind of you know R and B all over the place there's not a chorus and a song kind of thing but everybody loves yep. her you know what i mean so like yep. there's that sort of thing so it's um but yeah so it's it's a little bit like that where i think it's just not yeah it's almost not like a genre but like that genre i mean r&b i guess existed i mean it obviously existed in the 70s but like it really had its moment like but come on, like boys to men are a boy band at the end of the day. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. You know what I mean? Right. They just didn't do the dances or whatever. But like right. uh, they're still doing the, uh, you know, the long jorts, you know, and the canes and all that stuff and singing <laughs> right. in the rain and everything, you know. So, right. But man, that 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 was a period of my life where like uh, I'm going to blank on a lot of it, but like poison you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Belle Biv DeVoe. Uh, yeah. Like Belle Biv DeVoe's Poison. Um, and Boys to Men and all that stuff. This all That's all that was on the radio, which is what made a band like Nirvana stand out so much in the first place. Right. Do you know what I mean? Because right. it was kind of like hair metal was dying. Pop music was just that. And then when they came out, everybody was just like, what is this? You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, man, that was like. That, cause that was kind of like when I started was by like being allowed to listen to the radio. So that's all the radio was, you know what I mean? There was real right. classic rock radio where I grew up and there was no, no current rock. And there wasn't right. even really rock stations back then. The format no. was just popular radio and you just had to get a song that would break through. And that's why you heard all those different genres. You know what I mean? It wasn't until later where everything kind of splintered off, I think, you know, so. Right. And I mean, it, it kind of speaks to the power of something like the Nirvana, you know, wave as it were, like that it could change everything. Like you said, like in April boys to men is like the number one thing on earth. Yeah. And then in September, it's like, that is all erased. Like, yeah. like everything that happened before September, whatever it was, 10th or 11th or whatever it was, 91, like, <clears throat> is is done like yeah. after that everything is is all wide open because yeah. you know these three dudes like came out of nowhere seemingly for most of america they came out of nowhere and yeah. blew everything apart you know yeah. it's crazy is it and and even if you look at like you know the 90s like if you look at like the charts through most of the 90s like it is insane like well, yeah, it's very eclectic because you're still going to have Mariah Carey be huge. You're still right. going to have, 
even you boys know, to men when they put out a single it would still be huge for a minute oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know uh i mean i think britney spears was 99 because i remember being in la yep. when that came out you know what i mean and so you know it just sort of turned into you know i mean even you know even when you're thinking about bands that were sort of riding the grunge wave that weren't really grungy you know what i mean like right still charting and you know what i mean like you know i don't know like it you know like hooting the blowfish is a good example do you know what i mean it's right. like still plenty of room for just a classic sounding american <laughs> rock band <laughs> right. to shoot up the charts right. you know what i mean like, I like uh, the it was best, still biggest available, selling you know? uh debut since like led zeppelin or whatever it was <laughs> like what That's crazy like <laughs> nine million copies like i think what? he did like 13 you did like 13 i think the only the person that may beat them out was a lot more set like there's right. a couple a couple of that time period where like it was that was like the big thing or whatever but you know right. like i don't i mean when you were the you know the transition from the 80s and 90s was a really weird one i think musically so for me it was right. like hair metal and r&b because you know that's where all the the ballads were you know like you know i was right. a sucker for a ballad i still am not any new ballads because right. I, I don't listen to anything new but man <laughs> i still still can hear a good good ballad and be all about it you know what I mean? right so, but, yeah right <laughs> Well, that was fun. I enjoyed that. That was kind that of was ridiculous, fun. and I would have never been like, you know, someday let's have start a podcast and talk about boys to men. <laughs> right after we King went Crimson. from <laughs> we went from like Dream Theater to King Crimson to Boys to Men, <laughs> which is normal actually for right. you and I. Right. I mean, this is yeah. The long and short yeah. of of King Crimson World is yes, you should listen to more and. You should probably be selective about what you listen to, because <laughs> it because it gets a little wacky. But I mean, that's the thing about prog rock; it gets yeah. a little wacky. Yeah. It's the same thing with yes, like give me fragile and give me whatever the other close to the edge, or close whatever. to the edge, and then yeah. I'm probably good. I'm, I'm probably good. good. I'm yeah. good. Like maybe the yes album, maybe, but like really. So edge. like this yeah. is embarrassing to right. admit, but like I was out of college before I realized that uh, they did owner of lonely heart. Like I just <laughs> never cared enough to know who sang that song. And I was like, somebody's like, yeah, this is when Yes went pop, and I was like, what? This is Yes. Like I don't even like just didn't even put you know like why would I need to ever? But the best like, yeah, part, right. the best part about that record is that. Half of the band at that point was made up of the Buggles. There you go. <laughs> like, what? You mean yeah. the video killed the radio star guys? Yes. Yep. They were in Yes at that point. Time to like, make a hit. Like, Let's what? make a hit. And they also played in, uh, what was it, Captain Beefheart, uh, Docker yeah. at the Radar Station, which is like another like, 81, 82, something like that. It's like, what? Yeah. Like, what is going on? Like, what kind of world... Is that where world. like you you like <laughs> in a world where you switch from like <laughs> I was in the Buggles I basically invented MTV <sighs> with my video and then I played in Yes and then I played in Captain Beefheart's band it's like what well you just you just sit around and you just kind of you like it's the same thing with like saying like Babyface writing those songs right you know I mean it's like right. you. Uh, you diversify, you know what I mean? Like, right. you don't put all your eggs in one basket. You're right. like, yeah, uh, Babyface probably could have sang that song and nobody cared. You right. know, it's the same thing with Prince, and we always go back to Sinead O'Connor, but it's like, right. you know, I was listening to it the other night, and it's like, man, the fact that he gave her this song, you know what I mean? Or Dolly right. Parton and, uh, um, you know, Whitney Houston, you know what I mean? It's like, right. um, those songs paid for themselves over and over and over. Like, those are retirement songs, do you know what I mean? Right. So it's like, uh, that's the way to do it. You know, I think that's the really good ones, I think, when you go back, and I think this is probably why you love Fripp so much, is because right. you there's all these different things that he did. He wasn't just right. like... I mean, I hate to say it, but he wasn't just Sting. I mean, Sting's boring. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's right. like he was in the police, and then he was Sting, and that's all he's ever done. And, yep. 
you know, and whereas you've got, and he's probably made so much more money than a Frip or whatever, but you've got those right. people out there that kind of are constantly doing all these in, innovative, creative things and getting cuts and getting songs, you know. And, and back, you, you got to remember back in those days, I mean, Cooley Eye Harmony, no, wait, yeah. So that album, at least I know, and I'm sure two sold more, but that wasn't, that's, that album sold 9 million copies. <laughs> so, so like, Back in those days, right? So think about this. Back in those days, the people who wrote the songs that didn't even have hits, they were right. making money off 9 million CD sales. Like that right. was sort of the glory day of being in the music business when it's like, right. you know, when publishing was just crazy because you could have the 12th song on a, a country album and not be anywhere near a hit but if it was big enough to sell a few million copies you were making all that money on uh you know basically the hits on your piggybacking you know because everybody had to buy right. a cd to have it so glory days man but you know that's why i think you know you got somebody out there like that's what makes it creative i think that's what makes the industry you know interesting when people start branching out and saying like look i'm not going to sit on this song for me like, if somebody can go knock it out of the park, it's going to pay me so much more than if I do. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, also. Like, look at, like, a, look at, look at, uh, because of the night. You know what I mean? Like, right. great example, right? Where it's like, it just kind of keeps getting covered, <laughs> you know? And yeah. then, like, even it's dated, but like 10,000 maniacs do it on, uh, whatever, like, unplugged, and it becomes yep. a hit. <laughs> it's like, yep. Then all those CDs sold. Do you know what I mean? So yep. more, more money for the for the writers. So it's crazy. More money for Bruce and Patty. That's right. Good for them. Crazy. All right. Well, this was fun. Um, yes, sir. I'm gonna go jump into my pile of records, and not the one that I got the weekend, but the one that arrived today, and uh, <laughs> start sorting through those so we can chat about them next week. Yeah, man. All right, Sounds buddy. good. Talk yep. to you. Talk to you later. Yep. Bye. Bye.